Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before. Freedom is under attack more now than ever before. Because radical doesn't mean crazy. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Good morning. It's October 10th, 2021. And I just wanted to remind you that Joe Biden, Joseph R. Biden, is the worst president in American history. It keeps being shown over and over again. We'll get into it. But first off, I need you to do me a favor. Many of you guys are listening to this podcast right now on your phone. I need you to go. I need you to text a number for me. I need you to text 912-254-4838. Let me tell you what's going to happen when you do that. When you do that, you're going to get connected directly with me. That means if you hear something that I should talk about, you can text me. If I hear something happening in your state or in the country that I think you should call your congressman about, I'm going to text you. I don't text you every day. I don't. Because if I text you every day, you're going to get annoyed at me, and I don't want to do that. So go ahead and text 912-254-4838. For the rest of the month, everyone who enters will be entered to win one signed Donald Trump Make America Great Again hat that was signed at the Perry Rally in Georgia. Uh, Thank you to President Trump for for signing that. The second thing that you can get entered to win is a $500 just Visa gift card. You can use it anywhere. And then the third place, I guess, quote-unquote prize is a $200 Visa gift card. We might even add more depending on how many people sign up. So go ahead and text that number again. It's 912-254-4838. But happy Columbus Day to you normal Americans and Indigenous Peoples Day to you radical left Americans. First off, I want to start this by saying I've never necessarily thought Columbus Day was necessarily a day that needs to be 100% celebrated. Just me personally. But nonetheless... I'm not going to let the left hijack it the way they hijack everything else, like the Washington Redskins, everything like that. So uh, President Biden on Friday, I believe it was, put out a proclamation saying that we will now be uh, celebrating uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, he said this day is to, will be observed October 11th along with Columbus Day. But there's a problem with that. It won't be. Because if it was to be observed with both, you could have made it any other day. But instead, the goal is to do this, do Indigenous Peoples Day, and not have to put this up for a vote before the midterms. I guarantee you we'll celebrate both of them, quote-unquote, today, next year, and then after the midterms, do it in 2023, because I believe it can just be done. No, I think it needs to be a vote to change the holiday. But this, this, goes, this has been going on for years. The movement in the U.S. to declare the second Monday of October which was traditionally celebrated as Columbus Day, obviously got a major political boost. On Friday, he did issue a proclamation naming October 11th Indigenous Peoples Day. It will be observed the same day as Columbus Day, which was first a national holiday in 1934. 
Joe Biden woke up for long enough to say, we must never forget the centuries-long campaign of violence, displacement, assimilation, and terror wrought upon Native Americans and tribal nations throughout our country, President Biden said in, in the first such presidential proclamation. Now, this is the first time this has been federally recognized, but officials from across the U.S., from governors to school board leaders, have already declared this uh, uh, the Monday of the second Monday of October, Indigenous Peoples Day. Boston and Philadelphia uh, did that earlier this year. In many places, the day has completely replaced Columbus Day. While some Americans have advocated for and embraced the change, others have taken issue with recasting Columbus Day, which many see as a commemoration of our country's spirit of exploration and a day honoring Italian Americans. Now, to be fair, again, I've never been somebody who really. You know, I'm not going to die on the hill for Columbus Day. I've always said that we should move Columbus Day, get rid of it, and we should make we should make the the we should make the day of the of the president or of the we should make the the election day. We should make that a federal holiday, so there's less excuse of you can't being able to vote. That's just been my personal opinion on it. But nonetheless, I'm I disagree with the left on getting rid of Columbus Day. I don't see the point of it. I think it's just a day for teachers to get off of school. On the other, on the flip side, the left sees it as obviously white privilege, even though Christopher Columbus wasn't white. Now, what is Indigenous Peoples Day? This is via US Today. Indigenous Peoples Day is meant to celebrate the contributions of indigenous people to society and honor their place as the first inhabitants of what is now the US and the wrongs they suffered according to various proclamations. President Biden in a statement Friday said federal policy systematically sought to assimilate and displace native peoples and eradicate their cultures over generations. Yeah, most of that's true. We did the Native Americans very, very wrong. My question to this is, hey, why are we, why, why is, if, if your goal is not to get rid of Columbus Day, which I'm still not 100% sure that's not your goal, why not change the day? Why not change it? I mean, for instance, we could do, we could, we could, there, there's Native American Heritage Month, which is in the, the month of Thanksgiving. And the Friday following Thanksgiving Day of each year is, a Na- is Native American Heritage Day. In 2020, it was November 27th this year. It's very similar. Why not make it that day? If your goal is to celebrate both. That's not their goal. Their goal is to change this country fundamentally. They've said that multiple times. For instance, you shouldn't have a choice over whether or not you get COVID-19 vaccine mandate. At least a judge in Michigan didn't think so. A federal judge ruled against a natural immunity claim challenging COVID-19 vaccine mandates. A federal judge on October 8th denied a request to block Michigan State University's COVID-19 vaccine mandate on the basis of natural immunity. An employee of the school, Gina Morris, filed a lawsuit against the mandate and asked the judge to intervene on the basis that she had already contracted COVID-19 and recovered. She prevented, she presented two antibody tests showing her previous infection, and her doctors told her that she didn't need to get the vaccine at this time. Despite her natural immunity, Norris faces termination from the university for not complying with the school's mandate that all students and staff get the jab unless they have a medical or religious exemption. U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney appointed... An appointee of former President George W. Bush declined her lawsuit. The mandate, Maloney said, didn't violate her fundamental rights and pointed to a 1905 Supreme Court ruling. Because, yeah, I've, rights haven't changed since 1905, guys. Fun fact, in 1905, women couldn't vote. Are you trying to say that we should look back at that? I don't think so. I think that women should be able to vote. But if we're going to look at 116 years ago as 
the basis of our rights today, they have changed a lot. You you really want to look at 1905 Supreme Court decisions? We can pull up Supreme Court after Supreme Court decision that fundamentally say that you should be able to carry a weapon without any sort of uh, documentation, without any sort of, of, of concealed carry permit. Now, what this is really saying, and, and the article goes on to say that it's because of what the Supreme Court said, but the Supreme Court didn't rule on natural immunity. The Supreme Court just ruled on the constitutionality of these mandates, which I still think they got wrong. Actually, to be fair, they said they didn't want to hear it. Now, with that being said, what this judge said, Paul Maloney, what Paul Maloney said is he he completely contradicted what was said by the the doctor. Her do, It says, and I quote, her doctors told her that she didn't need to get the vaccine at this time. So what Paul Maloney said is, hey, even though I have a jurist doctor, I also have a medical doctor that I haven't told anybody about because I didn't go to medical school. And therefore, I'm saying that you do not get the right to not get this vaccine. Look, this vaccine, you know, it's not perfect, but it's done good work and it's probably slowed the spread of COVID. Oh, wait, it really hasn't because we've had more cases and more deaths in 2021 than all of 2020 combined. And guess what? We had a vaccine in 2021. The vaccine got rolled out in the late, like late November, I believe. It got rolled out in November for like, you know, that's when the the, the, the seniors were able to get, I believe it could be December. I'm not sure. We didn't have, we didn't even have a vaccine last year. And there's still less cases than under Joe Biden. But don't worry, he has a plan. And that plan is to fundamentally take your rights away. But that's not the plan he was talking about. He was going to get COVID under control. Why haven't you done it yet, President Biden? You've been in office almost nine months. They are seeking to fundamentally change America. Saw a story. California to require free period products in schools for, quote, menstrual equity. I didn't know that we needed menstrual equity, but we do. If you don't believe it, you are a sexist. Period products will be available for free inside public schools in California beginning next year under legislation signed into law on Friday. This is via the Washington Post. Public school students in grades 6 through 12, community colleges, and the California State University System, a network of 23 campuses, more than 485,000 students, will be, will be required to provide free period products and, and restrooms starting in the 2022 to 2023 academic year. The legislation named the Menstrual Equity for All Act was introduced by Christina Garcia, a member of the state assembly, and signed into law by Gavin Newsom. The law is most recently moved toward menstrual equity in America's most populous state. The Post said this year it also eliminated a tax on menstrual products, also led by Garcia, which Garcia said in a statement cost Californians more than $20 million annually. Free period items are already required to be in low-income schools because of 2017 legislation also introduced by Garcia, who describes herself as, quote, the period princess, whatever girl wants to grow up and be. In a social media post on Friday, Garcia wrote, quote, can't believe California is the first state, one down, 49 to go, challenging everyone to ensure products are as readily available as toilet paper. It's 2021, time to catch up across the nation, hashtag menstrual equity. According to Garcia, offering period products for free in schools would, quote, alleviate the anxiety of trying to find a product, erasing a possible distraction and barrier to education for students menstruating. I didn't know we had a big problem with students who are on their period not being able to learn. Just as toilet paper and paper towels are provided in virtually every public bathroom, so should, so should menstrual products. It is time that we recognize and respond to the biology of half the population by prioritizing free access to menstrual products and eliminating barriers to them. 
Now, if this were just to apply to women, maybe I could get on board with it. But do you really think the left won't start pushing this a little farther? I mean, do you really think that? Because you'd be wrong. Because in 2019, the Amer ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, demanded feminine hygiene products be put in men's restrooms to alleviate what it was claimed as menstruation-related discrimination against transgender and non-binary people. Quote, the goal the ACLU claims is to achieve menstrual equity, whereby menstrual products are available to all, including biological women, who claim to be men and use men's restrooms. Breitbart News reported. What has the left come to in this country? We have, if you didn't know, white supremacy is not a problem anymore. None of this is a problem. You know, vaccine doubters, uh, anti-vaxxers is not a problem. The biggest problem that our generation is going to have to deal with is menstruation-related discrimination. It's sweeping the nation. All 50 states have people who are discriminating on people based on menstruation. I can't think of one reason why there should be tampons in my bathrooms that I use at the University of Georgia. I can't think of one reason. Not one at all. But the left is seeking to fundamentally change this country. And when you ask about it, that's when it becomes a problem. We'll get to that next. But first, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go on your phone and go to theconservativebriefing.com. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get you're going to pop up with a landing page. And on that landing page, you're going to type in your first name, your last name, your email. That's it. Nothing more. And every morning, you're going to get an email, actually from myself. It's my company. But you're going to get an email detailing, you know, a couple, five, four or five stories of what you need to know in the morning to start your day. Many of which I've talked about on the show. The next story is actually was on this morning's briefing. Many of you probably read it. I need you to go to theconservativebriefing.com and sign up for it. It's the largest daily newsletter that's not tied to a publication. It is 100% free, no money. I'll never charge you to be on it, unlike some companies. Every morning, I send you that out so you know what's going on, what the radical left is trying to do today. So make sure you go to theconservativebriefing.com to sign up. And if you were on, the, on, on that, then you would have heard this. Now, Biden, well, first off, let's talk about this. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, the real, the, the smartest person in the Biden family is Hunter Biden. And let me tell you why. Hunter Biden is, he, he's our generation's Picasso. It's undoubtedly true. He sells these things for, as you'll see, in a just, as I'll tell you in just a second, an astronomical amount of money. I might need to, to get into this. Now, what is happening in this country, unfortunately, is... Biden, are you... Oh, played the clip a little early. Sorry about that. So, ever since being put in the White House, Biden has been avoiding the Hunter-Biden conversation at every turn. Reporters have even tried asking Jen Psaki. Peter Ducey, for all of his credit, has been trying to ask him this during the daily press briefings, but she avoids the question. On Saturday, however, reporters caught up with Joe Biden as he was walking out of the White House, and they had the audacity to ask about his corrupt son. Here, you want to listen to it? Good. I'll play it for you. Concerned about potential corruption with your sons? Are you concerned about potential corruption? How's your, how's your allergies, Mr. President? <laughs> President Biden, are you concerned about potential corruption with your sons? 
How's your allergies, Mr. President? President Biden. Now, Joe Biden in this, I played it a couple of times so you could hear it because it's a little hard to hear the first time. But the reporter asks, are you concerned about the potential corruptions with your son's art? Biden said, you've got to be kidding me, man. Biden clapped back before avoiding the question entirely. Now, according to reports, Hunter has sold five pieces of art for $75,000 each on October 1st at his LA exhibit. So he's still making money. I'm going to pull up actually a headline that I think it's hilarious. The George Burgess Gallery sold the prints on October 1st, opening up opening of a pop-up presentation in LA. A source familiar with the matter said Thursday. The New York Post reported, quote, it's unclear who purchased the reproductions, which cost a fraction of the top price of $500,000 for the original piece by President Biden's scandal scar son, or if any more were sold after the LA show opened. Now, could you imagine... For a moment, if Donald Trump Jr. were making $75,000 per art piece. Now, in a minute, we're going to get into the details of the Biden corruption, but I got to read you this. It's via the, uh, it's via the, uh, the Babylon Bee. Uh, it's got like a CNN. It's like a, and the CNN thing said, quote unquote, says, anonymous White House whistleblower comes forward. It says, White House whistleblower claims strangers keep dragging him from place to place and make him sign papers and read words on monitors and he hardly gets any ice cream. And the, it's clearly like, Joe Biden, it's really funny, actually. I'll post it on my story. You know, Ringo, follow me. But let's get into this this corruption. Because this, so we all remember the Hunter Biden email scandal when he was named with no expertise whatsoever in the Ukraine, in, in either Ukraine or the oil and gas business to the board of directors of Burisma, a Ukrainian oil and gas company that was, which became under investigation for fraud. Now, later on, when Burisma was being investigated for this fraud, Joe Biden boasted about getting the prosecutor fired from it. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's no connection here. Nobody nobody corroborated this. Well, you'd be wrong. Tony, Tony Boblinski confirmed that the money from the company was going to Joe and Jim Biden. This came out right before the right before the election, but unfortunately, a lot of people didn't get to hear it because uh, Joe Biden uh, and the big tech silenced it, saying it was misinformation. Then guess what? A couple of days after the election, oh my God, no, how did we do that? And then when they polled, like it's only like 10% of Democrats, so they wouldn't have voted for Biden if they had heard the story. In 2012, he got a payday from China. Then for his uh, state and Rosemont Seneca Real Estate Investment Partnership, which was bankrolled to the tune of more than $1.5 billion by Chinese investors with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Could you imagine... If Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, any of these people had been accused of half, half of what Hunter Biden has done, could you imagine? The left would be up in nightmares. They would they would be having a field day with it. They would be having an absolute field day with it. But first, I need to tell you something. Every morning when I get up to do the show, absolutely tired, absolutely exhausted. That's why I start my morning every morning with a built bar. I've also been trying to get into the workout groove here recently, and let me tell you, I be sore. So if you head over to built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com, and you type in code Let Freedom Ring, you'll get 12% off your order. Me personally, I've been liking the double chocolate. I know Joe Biden 
he, he texted me earlier. And I, I don't know how he learned how to use a phone or got my phone number, but he said that he likes the chocolate chocolate chip. T- said it reminds him of his favorite ice cream. But go on to built.com. Use code Letford and Ring. It really does help out the show, and they are actually are really good. I've all, I have a policy on the, on this show. I will never advertise for something that I haven't used myself. And built.com, they have amazing bars. You got to go use code Letford and Ring. It does help this podcast. Now, Fauci, everyone's favorite doctor, uh, even better than Jill Biden in the left, said COVID cases must go, quote, way down before vaxxed Americans can ditch masks indoors. Dr. Anthony Fauci on Sunday said COVID-19 cases would need to, quote, go way down before most vaccinated Americans can safely gather and publicly indoors without masks. The White House chief medical advisor said the virus is still currently spreading too much in nearly the entire country to change that recommendation. It's about 95,000 cases per day as a seven-day average, and that's still way too high, Fauci told CNN State of the Union. When asked what the threshold would have to be to ease the CDC's indoor mask recommendation for even most vaccinated people, said, quote, we want to get way, way down. I mean, I'd like to see it below 10,000 cases a day and even much lower than that. But when you're at 95,000 cases per day, there's still a situation where you have to have a high degree of dynamic circulation of virus in the country, in the community. The federal CDC and prevention currently recommends that fully vaccinated Americans wear masks indoors if they are, quote, in an area of substantial or high transmission, citing the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant. More than 96% of the country is currently in an area of, quote, substantial or high transmission, according to the latest data. Still, wearing a mask is only required by the federal government on planes, buses, trains, and any other forms of public transportation in order to, in in transportation hubs such as airports and stations, there is still some question whether or not that's legal if they're not going between states. This is a problem with the Biden administration. Their goal for this entire thing has been to get to zero COVID. That's what Australia is doing right now. Get to zero COVID, meaning no COVID cases, nothing. It's highly unlikely to get to zero COVID because this thing thinks. The the real thing should be to to get to zero deaths. If you look at Florida, cases are going up and up and up, right? Cases were going up and up and up. Deaths weren't following, even three weeks later. That's what they always say. Three weeks. Wait three weeks, the deaths will come. They didn't. The goal should be, you get people vaccinated, and then once they're vaccinated, you say, all right, don't be a baby, don't be a liberal, go out there and live your life. I mean, seriously. And the biggest problem with telling people, even if you get vaccinated, you have to wear your mask. People, humans, are extremely, extremely incentive-based. Meaning you have to you have to give them a reason to do something. You think most Americans would work if they if their incentive wasn't, hey, I want to eat? Seriously. So what we need to tell these people is, hey, you get vaccinated, no more mask. Oh, but we can't do that. Because a hundred thousand people out of a country of three hundred and thirty some odd million, let me do that math. Three hundred and thirty some odd million people, roughly, you know, it's even less, but let's say a hundred thousand people. Divided by 330 million people is less. It's 0.00303% of the population every day are getting this COVID uh, Delta variant. And because of that, I wish you could, I wish you could celebrate Christmas. I really do. But unfortunately you can't because of the deplorables and the anti-vaxxers who don't want to get vaccinated. So you can't, you can't do it. What you need to tell people is, Hey, you get vaccinated 
you don't have to wear a mask. You remember when the CDC did that and vaccinations went through the roof because you didn't have to wear a mask? Now, I knew a lot of people who just didn't wear a mask and told people they were vaccinated. But, you know, it went through the roof. I'm not kidding. Go look at the numbers. And if your goal is to get people vaccinated, which maybe that should be your goal. I don't know. Then you need to start giving people a reason to get vaccinated or else they won't get vaccinated. Look, I'm a college student and I understand that. Dr. Fauci was in college in like the 1940s. Let's see. You know, he's, he's 80 years old. In the 1960s, he was in college. Wild. So wild. He's too old to be in public life. There should be a rule saying that, like, you can't serve in a position in the government for so too long. Like, not even, like, you know, term limits, which I'm for, but for, like, just in general. Like, you shouldn't be able to. He, he's been there since, like, I, I saw a clip of him being talked about, like, in a presidential debate back in the 90s. Like, he's been there way too long, and what does he have to show for it? Even people way back then, I saw a clip on C-SPAN of people calling him out uh, for basically only ever caring about, in a way, control. In a way, control. Now, I want to get into something because I saw this video of base. It was a guy in Texas who was wearing, who was, who was, you know, just demonstrating that he he was supporting the Second Amendment and this and that and the other, and he was told that he has to stop. How dare you? As Greta Thunberg would say, "How dare you?" And so let's get into that. Right now. Hey, afternoon. How Sergeant you doing? Sanford, Police Department. Hey, good to meet you. Mr. Horton. Hey. Yes. All right. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? Excellent. What's going on today, buddy? Oh, we're just doing a normal uh, Second Amendment exercise. We're going to walk around the neighborhood with, uh, with my rifle slung over my back, pointed down with a uh, chamber flag in, in the chamber. Okay. So what are, we, uh, what are we attempting to achieve here? Uh, we're uh, helping to uh, show the uh, the general public that it's a perfectly legal activity in the state of Texas to open carry long guns. So here's my problem. Originally, is where in the where where in the Second Amendment where does it say that you have to have any objective to open carry a gun? I mean, the founding fathers didn't have an objective to open open carry a gun when they originally I don't know you know. We're walking around with guns. You didn't need an objective in the 1800s when you had a six-shooter on your side. You didn't need an objective there. And you think that your display is going to achieve that? Well, it's, it definitely will. Who's it? Because it, that's my wife. Okay. So at the time that people that that may uh, not understand that it's a legal activity call into, you know, say they moved here from New York and they come and uh, call the uh, 911 and they get a dispatcher and says, hey, there's a guy walking with a gun. I got you. You know, wouldn't this, the simple dialogue be, um, wouldn't the dialogue be, you know, are, well, is he wielding around? Is he is he threatening anyone with it? No? No, he's not? Okay, well, that's perfectly legal in Texas. Uh, if you want to call in about that, maybe call the non-emergency number or something of that matter. How long have you lived in the community? I'm sorry? How long have you lived in the community? Uh, we've been here a couple of years. Okay. Hey, puppy dog. Right. So what you're seeing here is you're seeing... You know, how long have you lived in the community? Why do you think this is okay? And as you'll keep seeing, you know, as we carry on, that you know there might be a very good reason why he wants to, why he wants to carry a gun. Here we'll, we'll continue, we'll continue listening here in about one moment. But seriously, I mean, you should be able to do whatever you want with your guns legally. So with a population over twenty-five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it, what, I, what I'm trying to say is we don't, we didn't achieve that by everybody showing their guns walking around the streets. In order to do that, uh -huh. okay, and I don't believe that you doing that uh -huh. 
is going to is going to achieve that. In the first uh, month that we lived here, our house was broken into, and yeah, uh, that was the, the one the, that took the report. Yeah, the back door got kicked wide wide open, and uh, oh yeah, let's see if this hooligan had seen this guy walking with an AR-15. He might have been like, hmm, you know, maybe we potentially want to, I don't know, rob, maybe we want to go rob somewhere else. Potentially, it's just an option. You know, so it's not the safest neighborhood in, in my eyes because I've been a victim of, of those crimes. And, uh, you know, if, if more people were walking around displaying their uh, their Second Amendment rights to uh, to open carry long guns, then maybe there wouldn't be little hoodlums okay. walking around. I believe Officer Nordman has already explained the disorderly conduct law. Okay. Now, now are you going to uh, say that that I calculated to cause alarm by walking with it slung to my back in a proper we're giving you or giving you for a warning mm -hmm. that it's going you for a warning mm -hmm. that it's going to calculate or it's going to cause an alarm so him carrying his his long gun which is completely 100 percent legal in the state of texas and it should be legal in all 50 states because he's doing that he could potentially be getting a disorderly conduct uh, fine i think it is in texas might be a misdemeanor i'm not sure but let's keep listening Okay, and I, I guarantee you, we're going to get about a hundred calls. Uh huh. And then, okay. I, yeah. And, and then you tell those people he's not breaking the law. There's nothing we can do. You should feel safer because of it. For a warning. I mean, seriously, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's my opinion, and that's what we're having here. It's just right. an, a, an opinionated talk between us. Okay. okay. Two men, two uh -huh. grown men. Okay. Right. Who both have the exact same rights. Absolutely. Okay. I chose to live in this community because I feel it's a safe community. Right. I have my family here, as and well I, as you. And I feel so that we're exemplifying that safety and those rights by going out and properly um, open carrying our, our long guns and, you know, right. walking through the neighborhoods. Right. But I'm sure you've heard the saying before, just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't see why not. I don't see why we, okay, why so, we should. So just because you can use the N-word, should you be going around town blasting it? left and right where is the comparison here officer where is the comparison between him carrying law-abidingly which helps your job by the way don't know if you know this there was, there was a, a piece put out by the daily wire not too long ago that showed when there are more weapons there's a big decrease in crime something like 95 percent of convicted felons said that they would not attack somebody who they knew was armed but i don't see the comparison but let's continue well i guess i could you could it's a first okay. amendment but sure. is it really in good taste to do it I don't see how the uh, law. I don't think so. I don't see how the law enforcement of this town has anything to do with taste. I think it should rely well, on. Believe it or not, a lot of it has to do with taste on how we present ourselves to people, uh -huh. how we treat people. Sure. You know. Okay. We, we can be. Well, right now you are berating somebody. You're you're taking up somebody's time because he could be doing so many things, but because you want to be there and you want to say you shouldn't do this, when the correct answer, the correct thing to say is you should tell the people who are calling in, hey, listen, listen. You know, it's legal. It's 100% legal. There's nothing we can do to stop it. That's what you should be saying, but that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is, hey, please don't do it because you're hurting people's feelings. Well, the Constitution was written to, to say to protect minority rights against people's feelings, against the, what the mob wants to do, right? That's, that's what minority rights in the country are for. And that's not minority rights, meaning like you're black, you have rights. That's obviously true. But it means that your rights as somebody who has an unpopular opinion, let's say wielding a gun's unpopular, I shouldn't even say wielding. Let's say carrying an, an AR-15 is unpopular in this neighborhood. Your rights are protected because we have a constitution. We have a constitution. That's, that's you know, very famously the biggest thing with free speech has always been 
that speech, that free freedom of speech was not meant to protect popular speech because popular speech doesn't need to be protected. It's meant to pr- protect unpopular speech. I mean, one of the most famous free speech cases was when it was ordered that a city in Ohio, I believe it was, had to allow, had to allow uh, a Ku Klux Klan um, parade. They had to allow it. They couldn't say no just because they didn't agree with what, as long as they met everything else in terms of, you know, they were, and as long as they checked every other box, they couldn't say just because you have, let's just say, you know, a political message, let's call it political message. That's kind of almost what it is. It's a terrible political message. Because you have that, we can't deny you. Because you and I can both agree that what the Ku, Ku, Klu, Ku Klux Klan, I don't know, what they believe in is absolutely abhorrent. It's some of the worst <laughs> beliefs you can have that somebody just because of, uh, uh, just because of, um, what, what's the word? I, I can't think of the word, but just because of immutable characteristic, that's what it is. Just because somebody has an immutable characteristic, meaning a characteristic they can't change. You know, you're born black, you're born a female, you're born uh, Hispanic, whatever. That is exactly... That's the worst type of thing. That's exactly what the Constitution was meant to protect, unfortunately. Unfortunately, people hold these beliefs, but the way you you fix those beliefs is by meeting them with better beliefs in the marketplace of ideas. It's meeting them with better ideas, telling them that you, you know, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. Look at this, right? Racists don't become race, don't become non-racist by passing a law saying you can't be racist. Racists become non-racist by actually being forced to try and defend their positions, realizing the positions are stupid and then coming, you know, coming to being rational or they just don't. And unfortunately that happens sometimes is that you don't get the ability. You know, some people are too far gone to come to the right side. For instance, you know, there are a lot of socialists who will never become conservative. We can pray for them and I do almost every night, but they'll never become conservative. And that's kind of what the issue with this is. This guy was not harming anybody. He was walking around with an AR-15 on his back with all the laws being followed. He said he had a muzzle thing in there, I believe. Everything was being followed to a T. Yet the police come, and this video goes on for like seven or eight more minutes. This video continues to go on, but I just don't want to listen to all of it. But what you're seeing is, this is hap- This is in Texas. This is in a Republican-controlled state. And this is- cops should be promoting this. Cops should be promoting people carrying firearms. Study after study after study shows that when a person has a firearm and when more people in the community are armed, violent and all crime goes down. I mean, think about this. If you're a criminal and you see a guy open carrying, are you going to go rob him? No. There was a story not too long ago in Buckhead, Georgia, which used to be a very nice part of Georgia, which is now becoming lawlessness thanks to the Democrats because it's technically in Atlanta, but because of the Democrats basically soft on crime agenda that has pushed up so much crime. What has happened is the other day, a guy on a like Sunday afternoon was going into Ace Hardware to pick up something to finish building his deck. And he comes out, there's a 17 year old and a 19 year old stealing his car. Well, he says, Hey, 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 what are you doing? The 19 year old pulls a gun. And luckily for this guy, let's call him Brad, Brad was armed and that 19 year old is no longer with us. And last I heard the 17 year old was in critical condition, but because he was armed, he didn't lose a car that day. He could have lost his life if he wasn't armed. The CDC who the left 
loves, the CDC can do nothing wrong in the eyes of the left, have estimated time after time that defensive gun usage, meaning you use a gun to defend yourself, your property, or somebody else's life and property, stops an estimated 500,000 to 3 million deaths a year. That's what it saves. They're used 5 to 300 million, sorry, 5 to 3 million times a year to stop crime. Now, Obviously, you know, it's really hard because most of these things don't get reported because, you know, if I, you know, if you're robbing me or if, if I see you robbing somebody, I'm like, hey, you know, I show you that I'm carrying a gun. You know, I'm not necessarily going to go call the cops, right? It just, it just doesn't get reported. But we need to start promoting stories like this. Hey, Noah here. I wanted to take a second because I realized I don't know if you know who I am. So I like to take the last few minutes of every single show to tell you who I am. I mean, you turn into the dial right now. You know, you may have no have no idea who I am. My name is Noah Ring. I'm foremost the uh, the the most prominent college conservative activist in the country. Uh, I got my start a couple of years ago uh, in 2016 ish. You know, working uh, to try to help uh, Donald Trump get elected. Since then, uh, obviously, I've grown up a little bit since 2016. I was only 15 in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected to be the president of the United States, and I spent four years defending Donald Trump's uh, America First policy, defending him in the classroom i uh, have kind of i've kind of token that that I, I i fight for conservatism and trump in the classroom so that's what i've done for the last four years i fought for donald trump against radical left-wing professors students administrators everyone i also helped to defend many students across this country look a lot of people weren't lucky like me and lived in a very conservative school district and a lot of people are afraid that if they speak out against their radical professors or their radical teachers or principals or whoever that they will be ridiculed and they'll be grade doc, which if you don't know what grade docking is, it's when they drop your grade uh, simply because they don't like you simply because in this case you support Donald Trump, you support uh, pro-life pro-gun and you are for America first. With that being said, I am a contributor with campus reform, meaning whenever I find some story that of some teacher doing absolutely crazy work or some college being overly overly biased i report on it because that is important the, the future of america is right is in college right now my generation will decide what happens gen x is overwhelmingly conservative the millennial generation is overwhelmingly liberal my generation will be the biggest thing because i saw a statistic a couple of years ago that by the 2028 election my generation will be the vi biggest voting block in the country and I don't know about you, but I want to live under a Republican-led country led by the conservative ideals of limited government, limited uh, res personal responsibility, limited government, and liberty. That is what the Founding Fathers guaranteed to us, and that's what I want to live by. So every Monday, I'm right here, 8 to 10 a.m., whether you're listening to this uh, on the radio or you're listening to this on the internet live stream, I'm right here. If you ever have any questions at all, you can email me, noah at noahring.org. Uh, that's my personal email. I checked that. Too many times a day, honestly. Uh, you can also text me at 912-254-4838, 912-254-4838. But what I really seek to do with this podcast, with this radio show, is I seek to give my generation what is needed for them to fight back against the radical left on college campuses. Because I've seen firsthand what happens when one party rule comes to these college campuses. You think can't you think California's bad? Wait until you step foot on a college campus. Because at least in California, you have the protections of the Constitution of the United States. At college, you don't have those protections. So that's what I, that's who I am. That's what I'm doing, and that's why I and I appreciate you 
the American people, the great people of America listening and giving me this platform to be able to speak to you for, you know, roughly two hours a day, which my sixth grade teachers told me that I'd never make anything in my life talking so much, but look who has proved her wrong. Now, with that being said, make sure that you come back tomorrow at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. We have great guests on all the time. We've interviewed uh, former Secretary of the Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. We've interviewed Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Collins, uh, Congressman Gary Graves. We've interviewed all these people. We've interviewed senators, congressmen, governors, uh, all these people who candidates as well, and just interesting people. We had on a guy named uh, Alejandro who used to be a member of Antifa and now and Black Lives Matter, and now he is one of the biggest people fighting back against those very organizations. So we have on great guests all the time, and we bring you the news that nobody else is going to bring you. You're not going to find these headlines on Fox News because I have a lot of I have a lot of people throughout the country who are looking for stories uh, that are happening in high schools and colleges and even even really some corporations. And Fox News doesn't cover those for whatever reason, so I guess I have to do that. So I hope that you will tune back in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as we take on the left one more time. I don't know how long I'll have this platform. I don't know how long I'll be on social media, but we will take on the left one more time tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., ending at 10 a.m. So it's perfect for your morning commute. And also, if you can't listen to this live, you know, some people are busy, whatever. I do typically upload the first hour, first 40 or so minutes of the first hour to the podcast, which you can find at noahring.org. But thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will see you on the other side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.